Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me. As always, the co-hostess that helps patients with secondary hydrosis. The co-hostess that hands out all the right doses. The co-hostess that has a mustache worth the mostest. Dave Burles Berlin. Well, thank you, Doc. I will let Mm -hmm. you know, man, I am struggling a little bit today. Uh I don't know what it is in my old age, but I woke up with a kink in my neck. Oh, if that's, if that's not the freaking worst feeling, it's the worst. It's the in worst. The entire world. I mean, I'm sure Bam. there are people with actual problems that are not agreeing with us right now. But so true. It's the worst of things that aren't actual problems, dude. You and know? throughout the day, it just got worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Like you wake up and you're like, oh, that's a little uncomfortable. But like, yeah. Hopefully, I just need to get going and it'll go away. And, and then, then you just, forget about yeah. it for a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you make one quick normal move. And it's yeah. just... And yeah. Like, oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and then every time you just got to turn your whole body instead of your neck. Like, what? Yeah, it's all shoulders. What did you say over there? <laughs> like, it's just... It's, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's like a sunburn. That's a fact. Because you can never forget it. It won't let you forget it. Nope. Throughout right. your day, you're do- and you're like... Oh, Man, my neck with the stupid thing. Just like a sunburn. When you get a sunburn, you're like, oh, man, oh, my arm's all hot from the damn sunburn. Ah, it's just <laughs> the worst. Though I agree. I agree. I don't like it at all, Dave. I, I, I feel sorry for you. And as an old man, I sympathize. Yes! Uh, Dave, we had a bit of a false start this past Sunday. Bit of mm-hmm. a false start. We are supposed to start the new Sunday Fun Day episode of the Doc G Show with Jake Parler. We had some equipment malfunctioning. We had a little to the best of us, man. Yeah, yeah. So we weren't able to be up and running on the air, but it's all right. It's all right. We'll be up running this coming weekend. You can count on it. We have Sam Anderson from the Quaker City Nighthawks on that show. I can't wait. It's going to be good. But Dave, I want to talk about something actually that me and Jake talked about while we were getting ready for the show that didn't happen. Mm, All right. Uh, So me and Jake were talking, and uh, now uh, just uh, two two weeks ago on the show, we celebrated your your third year on the show, and I asked you some get-to-know Dave questions, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I was going to do a pretty similar thing with Jake uh, this this past uh, Sunday. You know, I was going to oh, ask him idea. some get-to-know-Jake questions for the, the listeners. New, the new co-host. I like it, it. Exactly. So even though we weren't able to do it on the air, me and Jake still talked about some of these questions, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, one of the questions I asked him was, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world mm-hmm. or speak to animals. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, which one would you prefer? Um, That's a toughie. 
my my gut feeling is talk to animals so I yeah. can know what Storm and Bentley are thinking and yeah. future animals, pets. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, that was ultimately me and Jake both agreed we would rather talk to animals. Um, my mm-hmm. logic was that, I mean, you know, I can, ev- I can eventually find out what a person is speaking. You know, I just got to find a translator. You know, mm-hmm. so like, I mean, it would be a, a super cool party trick to walk up to somebody at a like a party speaking Japanese and just jump into their convo and be like, yeah, I speak that language. Say what? And then somebody yeah. else is like French and you're like, oh, I speak that too. You know, mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. So true. But I mean, to be a animal whisperer like Dr. Doolittle, that'd be pretty awesome. You know, I mean. I completely he, agree. Yeah. The, yeah. the thing that I think... Like I was kind of leaning towards like oh if you travel yeah you know that you would could literally be. go anywhere and that's just helps so much like to enjoy the experience and really get the most out of it oh yeah but like h- how many of those languages am I gonna get to use yeah. you know a handful but if you can talk to animals there's so many animals within like a mile radius of you exactly you know, even with a couple hundred feet. Exactly. Like you would always be able to use it daily. Yeah. Yeah, so so me and Jake both sort of came to that and you know, I was I was cool with that answer. And then the other night I was leaving my house and it had rained a whole bunch, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Rained basically all mm-hmm. day just pouring down. And because of that, a whole bunch of frogs and toads were having a party, you know? They were out uh, there. Yeah, same here. They were out there croaking and singing and just just bawling out. And I started thinking about you know what me and Jake had been talking about, and I was like, hmm, wonder what those guys are saying. And then after a, a little bit, I started thinking, you know, most of the time, with pretty much any animal, when they're trying to get the attention of another animal, it's pretty much for food or sex. Pretty much the yep. only two things they're trying to get out of it. That's about it. So I went back to the original question and I was like, mm, would I want to hear animals speak? And I started thinking about coming out that night and hearing <laughs> uh, all the frogs. And I was like, that'd just basically be a chorus of like 10,000 frogs being like, have sex with me. Jeez. Someone have or, sex or it's with like me. Cheesy pickup lines or yeah. something. And I was just like, that'd be. Let's face it, that'd be a little creepy. I don't think I'd want to hear all those frogs saying that, you know? I mean... Oh, it, man, that'd be let's, funny. let's be honest, all of them are doing that. It's not like there's one frog out there that just wants to, like, sip tea and talk about philosophy. Nope. They're all on the same mission, you know? And then, like you said, your dog, you right, know? Right, I mean, I'm sure we'd like to think that Storm would want to have a conversation with us about how the Jaguars' offense is going to be this year. But it's actually like mm-hmm. 90% of his thought process is like, hey, I'd like to eat again. That'd be nice. If I could have some more food. <laughs> or that, that'd or be the cool. ball. Let's yeah, play ball. exactly. They're not... Are we going to walk yet? <laughs> there's not much, there's not much of, of a cool thought process Depth. going on for any dogs, you know? Yeah, and fair I mean, enough. It, it, I mean, so yeah. then I started pushing back over to the languages, and I was like, that might be... Might be a better outlet. Now, just for clarification, Dave, I don't have the ability uh, to make either of these things happen. So, just so no, you know, unfortunately, I can't not, make that we're not happen. There yet. No. So, since I can't do either, you you want to just fire up the show? Hmm. <laughs> Let's fire it up, buddy. 
engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Woo! Dave, we've got a, a super duper. I had a duper in there. Show today. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We've got the one and only Mike Rubin from King Falcon on the show. Yes! We're gonna we're gonna talk okay, okay. Cherry Valley subs. Great place to eat right mm. there. We're gonna talk uh Zeppelin albums. Very excited about that. We're gonna talk uh, recording in LA, so many things. But we need to start mm-hmm. where we start. Birthday suit. Yes, sir. Happy birthday. Okay, pretty, pretty confident. 96%. 96% here. So, Ooh. not your wheelhouse, it's music, but I'm still confident, even though it's in music. That's right. Uh, so, mm-hmm. born on June 17, 1987, in mm-hmm. Compton, California. His father was Kenny Duckworth. Mm. This is his actual last name. Duckworth. That's pretty mm. cool. Yeah, it's a pretty original, pretty weird name. His mother uh, gave our birthday suit wear his first name in honor of Eddie Kendricks from The Temptations. He loved music from a young age, and at the age eight, he got to see Dr. Dre and Tupac film the video for California Love. Through middle school... Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is correct. I was pretty sure oh. you were going to get it off of the Compton and Kendricks. I thought you would. I thought you'd nail it. His actual name. Was Once Duck I put them together. His real. Duck, good his, thing he, he should have kept that. His yeah. middle name was Lamar. So he just went with his first name uh, and, la- and middle name, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Uh, but through middle school and high school, our birthday suit wearer was a straight A student. In 2004, when he was a junior, our birthday suit wearer released his first mixtape under a pseudonym K-Dot. In 2006, mm-hmm. he got a big break when he opened for the, the game. And in 2011, our birthday suit wearer was featured in XXL's top uh, 10 freshman class. And in 2012, our birthday mm-hmm. suit wearer signed a deal with Interscope Records. And later that year, he released his debut album, Mad City. Sweet. In 2014, our birthday suit wearer mm-hmm. was nominated for seven Grammys. But he didn't win any of them. Not a single one out of those seven nominations. Girl, come on. In 2015, mm. he released his second album, How to Pimp a Butterfly. Uh, or To Pimp a Butterfly. No how. I added that. In 2017, he released the album D- with the singles Humble and DNA. And once again, he was nominated for seven Grammy Awards. Jeez. This time, he won five. Yes. There you go. Side note, this nice. is a weird side note. You ready for this? I didn't I had no idea. I'm ready. His cousin is Swaggy P, Nick Young. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm just not up enough in the hip hop game to know that. But like, what? Swaggy P? Oh man. I don't I you don't I don't wondering why there's not more collabs then. Well, you feel like you feel like Swaggy P would mention it more too. Like, mm, but I guess right. maybe I don't know. I guess maybe Swaggy P thought he was he was too good for Kendrick. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, interesting. No. I don't know. But regardless, Kendrick's turning the big three three. Scotty Pippen year. Happy birthday, Kendrick. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, Kendrick. Enjoy that Scotty year. Yeah, three three. 
3-3. All right, Dave, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. All right, our first headline is from CNN. It's a good source of news, uh-huh. Dave. Good source. Of course. Um, Dave, how do you feel about good seafood buffets? Hmm. Seafood buffet? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know if I've ever been to a purely seafood buffet. Mm-hmm. Um Well, Dave, what if I told I mean, you? I do. What if I told you I could mm-hmm. get you a ticket to an all you can eat seafood buffet? A good one for a super Dude, low I, price. I would I would take it. Yes! Nice. Nice. Now, what if you took the ticket, but right before you were getting ready mm-hmm. to eat there, they told you the mm-hmm. ticket I gave you wasn't any good? Hmm. You'd be upset, I would right? I not bring a gun. I would <laughs> not bring a gun. Good. Good. You've learned something from the show. I like it. I like it, Dave. You've learned something. You would not yes! shoot someone over that ticket. That's very nice. It's very nice. Yes! Well, Dave, uh, this actually happened in Thailand. To diners in oh, Thailand. Dang. So a pair of restaurant owners sold tickets to a buffet to over 20,000 people online. Jeez. And they knew wow. the people wouldn't be able to actually get access to this buffet. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, Dave. These restaurant owners were taken to court for their actions. Now. Oh, good. Any guesses to what their penalty was for handing out these fake tickets? Hmm. Um, 10 years. Jeez. <laughs> the judge sends them to 723 years in prison. Girl, come on! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 720, what, why? 723 years. Sense. I mean, that would be too long of a sentence for an oak tree. That's a fact. Let alone a person. Like, an oak tree would be like, that's past my lifetime, man. Come on. I'm an oak tree. It really doesn't make sense. Come on. It's a lot, right? All they do is, like, rack up all these charges over and over and over. Now, I will say that the article had something that was a little odd, that caught me as a little odd. Mm -hmm. In the article, it said, quote, Thailand often issues lengthy sentences owing to multiple counts, but Thai law means Mm -hmm. they will not serve more than 20 years in prison. Mm. So I was like... Well, I guess that means they're not going to serve 20 years in prison, but I don't really get what it means. And I looked it up, right? In Thailand, the maximum mm-hmm. limit is 24 ye- uh, 20 years for fraud. So, Well, then why don't they just make it 20 years? Exactly, which I was like, man, that's pretty dumb, right? Because, like, I mean, no doubt the attorneys for these guys had to tell them, like, hey, guys, worst case scenario, you're getting 20 years. So, like, even yeah. though the, the the judge was like, I sentence you to 723 years, those guys just looked at their, their attorney and were like, that means 20, right? And he was like, yeah. And they're like, like so that's st- like Still 20? Okay. <laughs> just say 20, man. Just say 20. Right. Come on. Dave, our next story is from the Taipei Times. It's where I get all okay. my Taiwan news. I'm sure you're the same. Um, My favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, Dave, it's good to introduce a story, I feel, by just reading the first line so of said story. So this mm-hmm. story starts with, quote, people should not attempt to snap 
chopsticks in two with their buttocks, as injuries to the buttocks or anus could cause cellulitis. <laughs> End quote. Mm. Are you roped in? Are you roped in? Did that Dude, get I'm, you? I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> you'd, you'd like to know more? Yes, yes. Well, apparently, so this actually goes back to politics all odd enough. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. people have been upset with the Taipei city mayor. I'm going to butcher his name here. No good with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Taiwanese names here. Han Ko Yu. Uh, he was elected mayor. And right after he was elected mayor, Han started trying to get elected as president. Mm. Right? He didn't mm. do any of the mm-hmm. things he said he was going to do as mayor, and he just started running for president. And they were like, hey, what the f- dude? You're supposed to run our city, not try to be president. So true. That doesn't make any sense, you know? So they were rightly upset. Mm-hmm. So they actually had a recall vote to remove Han as mayor, right? Now, to mm-hmm. remove him, they needed to, to validate the recall vote. They needed at least 400,000 people to, uh, to take part in the recall vote, right? So mm-hmm. uh, one of the city councilors was a little concerned that they weren't going to have enough people voting, right? So city mm-hmm. councilor Chu Wei Chi told the public that for every 10,000 votes over 400,000, he would snap one chopstick in two with his buttocks. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Now, uh, I told you they had to have over 400,000. Now, uh, the city's pretty big. That's one way to get votes. The city's about 2.4 million people, Dave. Now, how many people do you think uh, partook in this vote, hmm. Um, I think he got one hundred thousand. One hundred thousand over four hundred thousand, or just one hundred thousand? I think just one. I don't think he got it, but he did a lot with his butt. No, he got nine hundred and thirty-nine thousand votes. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. So 540,000 over the 400,000 necessary. Dave, that is 54 chopsticks Chu Wei Chi had to break with his butt. And don't worry, (laughs) he's a man of his word. Last Tuesday, he posted a video of him breaking every chopstick in two. Yeah. Man, a man of his word. That's Ooh, right. Goodness gracious. That's right. I wonder how his butt felt now, after that. Now, I man. will say that a uh, gastroenterologist there uh, mm. let folks know that's it's dangerous. Don't do it. That's a fact. Don't do what you see in the video. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. And that's <laughs> actually, that came from uh, the, the, the first couple lines that came from mm-hmm. that doctor saying, don't do it. Don't. Don't, you don't want to ruin repeat, your anus and buttocks. Do Wait, what? You don't want to do it. You know, it's a you dangerous move. <laughs> it's a dangerous move. Okay. Dave, our next story is from Fox Channel 8 in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave, I don't want to scare you, but a terror has struck Greensboro, North Carolina. <gasps> yeah. Oh, shoot. I know what you're thinking. You're like, I have to know. I'm scared, but I have to know. You're like virus. 
you're like civil unrest. What's going on in Green, uh, Greensboro? Well, there's a naked dude running on nature trails. Word. Yeah. Not again. Yeah. Yeah. And not only <laughs> this, but it, it happened exactly almost a year ago in the same city in Greensboro. He's back. Doesn't matter if there is a pandemic going on. He's going to get his naked runs in, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, is so, it for a good cause, at least? Nobody knows who this guy is. He's a secret, oh, wow. secret streaker. So, uh, Dave, let me read you uh, Maya's account of encountering the naked mm-hmm. man. She said, quote, okay. I saw a man running through the woods. It looked like he was naked, but I thought I was just imagining yeah. it. Then he came closer. Shirt, shoes, no bottoms. Huh? I was honestly just shocked. <laughs> so this g- dude in this instant went with the sleepover look. He went with yeah, shirt the run of shame look and no, no bottoms. Like that's it's like the worst possible look for a dude. So true. Like yeah, not flattering. Nobody wants the shirt over the elephant trunk look. That's no good. Ew. That's that's not that's not a good look, right? It's I mean no, just definitely not. Yeah. Now Jake, when I told him about this story, he proposed the idea that maybe that's the way this dude gets rid of excess heat. And I was like, so you think, unlike just removing the shirt when he got too hot, he was like, you know what? Screw mm-hmm. these pants. Mm. You know. And I was like. That's a bold move. Hopefully that wasn't his move. So let's go to another lady, Esther, who also saw this uh, this man on a different trail. Mm-hmm. She said, oh quote, gosh. she said, quote, he was completely naked other than his running shoes. And I'll admit, I was looking him up and down, like sort of confirming, <laughs> like, are you really naked? Not because I really wanted to see him being naked, I just wanted trying to assess the situation. Wait, what? I love sure, Esther. <laughs> I love how Esther has to had to prove to us that she wasn't perving on the perv running around naked. Like we're like, yeah, we right. All know when people do that, when you have to cover it up like that, you were definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely right. Looking. Just insight. We know you, Esther. You perv. You went out there. You're not sec- fooling anyone. Secretly <laughs> hoping, man. I hope today is the one in a million chance there's some weirdo out here running naked. And if he is, oh, I'm gonna take a look at him. I'm gonna take it all in. Word. You don't have to let us know. We know you didn't want to check him out. <laughs> don't worry. We know. So true. Anyways, I'm just saying, Dave. If you're around Greensboro, watch I out. I will be. There's a naked dude. He's causing havoc. He's 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 out there. Sometimes shirt, sometimes no shirt. Just watch out. Okay, uh, Dave. This next story is from the New York Post. Um, okay. I, I'm I'm not sure if there's any statistical data out there to back this up. But I think most mm-hmm. of us could agree. Um, Texans don't like to be told what to do. Am I right? That's true. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's true when it comes to pandemics, too. That's right. Um, oh. Back in March, Montgomery County in Texas 
Uh, there was a mm-hmm. judge, Montgomery County Judge Mark Coe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a uh, stay-at-home order, you know, mm-hmm. like pretty much all mm-hmm. of the country did. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Eric Yolick, who's an attorney in Montgomery County, and he's also currently running for McCom- uh, Montgomery County District Court, uh, mm. he, di- he didn't like the stay-at-home order. Nope. And uh, as a result... Well, no one liked it. <laughs> <laughs> as a result, he went over to Mark Coe's house... And threw an egg at the judge's car. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the attorney is now not, being not, charged not with criminal thing. mischief. Hmm. Um, wow. Now, uh, now, <laughs> now, Eric Yolick, uh, he tried to explain this when the media came to him for a little bit of an explanation. And uh, he said, mm. I did this for all the right reasons. Mark needed to get the message because he wasn't listening to the people. Word. He went on to say, mm, I wasn't. For the people. Yeah, sure. exactly. And he said, I wasn't angry or anything. It was a humorous gesture between friends. Mm. I wanted to say, mm. you laid an egg on Montgomery County, so here's an egg for you. <laughs> he then mm. said that he went to Coe's home and the the pair hugged after the incident, and apparently the pair has been good friends for a long time. Adding that Co is the pastor at the church he attends. Wait, what? Wow. So just yeah. not only is he the judge, yeah. he's the pastor. Yeah. So just to recap, <laughs> wow. this dude didn't like a stay-at-home order, so he went and egged a judge and the pastor of his church's car. And then he thought it'd be cool because they're friends. Nope. What? What? Wow. Like, first of all, that explanation that he made, like, hey, we're good friends. That was cool and stuff. That's like when two 10-year-olds get in a fight and one of them threw an egg at the other. It was like, yeah, it's just like I was joking with him because he's my friend, dude, and we're cool. We're all good. Don't worry. Like, I mean... Dave, if you throw an egg at my car, I'm going to be like, dude, what the f- Why'd you throw an egg at my car? Like, well, no, I'm not right. going to... Deservingly so. I'm not going to be like, oh, that egg, you humorous dude with your egg. Get out of here. Come on. Like... Don't, don't worry about cleaning it up. Yeah, like an egg is pretty much... It's pretty close to spitting on somebody. Like, that's... It's hard to right. play off as a joke. I'm just saying, Eric, like, if you want to play off a joke, like, go to his house and, I don't know, like, I feel like a water balloon would be less than an egg, don't you? Don't you feel like, I mean... Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, that's totally a step down. You don't have to clean up anything from the water balloon. Exactly, it'll dry off. I'm just saying, Eric, think, think, think about your jokes, if that's really what it is. I'm just saying. Um, okay, last one before we go to break here, uh, Dave. Um, Dave, mm-hmm. how many uh, selfies did you take this uh, past week? Hmm. Oh, um. You know, I don't think I took any. Yeah. No. No, I didn't really take any selfies either. I'm not really uh, not really a self. Quarantine selfie game's been weak. Not really a selfie guy. But 
Uh, now, be honest with me on this. If you were to see a bear mm-hmm. walking in your backyard, would you try to take a selfie with it? Hmm. I wouldn't take a selfie with it, but I'd definitely take a picture. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Uh, last year at my parents' house, I saw actually several bears. And I did mm-hmm. think, wow, it'd be cool to get a picture of a bear. But, I mean, I didn't think, mm-hmm. wow, it'd be cool to get a picture of me and the bear. You know, that that didn't cross my mind. But apparently, yeah. in nope. Winslow, New Jersey, that's what police mm-hmm. are worried citizens are going to do. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the winds What is wrong with people? The Winslow police put out a statement saying due to two separate bear sightings on Cooper Terrace and Union Road, here are the New Jersey Division uh fish and wildlife suggestions. Uh if one should encounter a bear, please do not, mm-hmm. I repeat, do not attempt to take selfies with the bear. Hmm. That was the that was their statement, Dave. That was their statement. Honestly, I sadly. It's sad they had to tell. Well, I was about to say, sadly, like I feel like that is the intelligence level we're at. Yes. I feel like it is necessary. But then I started thinking about it, right? And I was like, Mm -hmm. who's going to actually hear this message and then truly internalize that message? Because, like, I feel like most people that were planning on taking a selfie with a bear are dumb enough that they're mm-hmm. going to blow right past that message from the police. Like, they're not going to see that yeah, message it, it and be like, oh, you know what? Probably shouldn't take this selfie with a bear. That's not going to stop them. They're going to be like, oh, there's that bear. Let me get close. Let me get close. Try to take this, this, this selfie, you know? But I do, I started mm-hmm. thinking about it, and I want to actually meet the person that this was new information for them and they stopped their behavior because of it. Mm. Like, I want to meet that right. person that their friend came up to them and was like, hey, Frank, what are you doing today? Well, man, I was planning on taking a couple selfies with some bears, but apparently I just heard from mm. the cops. That's not a good, safe activity to do. We shouldn't do that. You can get hurt <laughs> from doing that, so... I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. Like, who's that guy? <laughs> I want to meet that guy. Like, Frank is an interesting character if there is such a Frank in New Jersey. Like, that person. Anyways, Dave, let's take a break. Let's take a break. We will be right back. Sounds good. Here on the Doc G Show. Stick around. The Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Hmm. Guys, while you're listening to this, whatever mm-hmm. you use to download your podcasts, mm-hmm. go search the Doc G Show 
Mm-hmm. Give us a download. Mm-hmm. Listen back to all the old episodes we have. Yeah. You got you heard me. I'm here for three years, so you can listen mm-hmm. to all of mine. You yep. can listen to ones before that. Yeah. Then go on the Instagram and search at Doc G Show. Mm-hmm. Go to the website. Uh, mm-hmm. com. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And yeah. On, when you download our podcast, rate us five stars. Yes. There. That's yes. everything. Yes. Yes. Uh, and now, I would like back to mention. To enjoying the show. Well, I'd like to mention on the uh, on the uh, website, our, our calendar is up to date. Sweet. You can see all the uh, upcoming guests for the next four weeks. So. There you go. There. Very exciting. Uh, you'll also hear me mention them later on in the show. Uh, also, with that, on all of those app podcasts, if you just put in Doc G Show, we'll be the first thing that comes so up. So true. So there you go. Do it. It's very easy. D O C G S H O W. There you go. That's it. That's a fact. That's it. Damn. Okay, uh, Dave, it's try- time to thank the folks that do listen to the show. Okay. There we go. Time for a little bit of shout outs here. Okay. So, regulars, Jacksonville, the Duval area, everybody, St. John's, Mm. Clay, uh, Orange Park, uh, Jacksonville Beach, uh, Atlantic Beach, Neptune, Ponte Vedra, everywhere. I'm talking everywhere. You know? Yes. Uh, Mm. Shout out to South Carolina. The capital, Columbia. Thank you guys for listening. Gainesville, the city of Gators. Thank you for listening. Mountain View, California, our West Coast connection, keeping it consistent. Radford, Virginia, Highlanders. Thank you for listening. Ashburn, Virginia. We all know that Virginia is for Doc G. Lovers, thank you. Also, Roanoke, Virginia, while we're at it. Thank you. Shout out there as well. All the way across across the state. Why not? Let's go one more up. Winfield, West Virginia. Shout out. There we go. There we go. Uh, Barcelona. Mm. We're going to hop across the sea. Barcelona, Spain. Shout Shout out out to those guys. Thank you for listening. Charleston, South Carolina, back in the Palmetto State. Thank you for listening. Peoria, Illinois. Thank you guys for listening. Land of Lincoln. We appreciate it. Mm. Madison, Tennessee. Thank you guys for listening. Kenner, Louisiana. Thank you for listening. Our United Kingdom listeners, London. Thank you for listening. Also, a lot of listens from Brighton this week. Shout out. Special shout out to Brighton. Dublin, Ireland, thank you for listening. And Boardman, Oregon, that is our regulars. Thank you. Thank you for thank all you, the regulars. listens. Yeah, it's a good list. It morphs. It Very changes a little bit, but you know what? I appreciate it them all. It stays the same. There's some that stay the same. I mean, our consistent, like, first four or five, those are always there. Some of the others, they they go back and forth. We lose one. We get one back. One comes in. One comes back, you know. Atlanta leaves sometimes. Hamburg leaves sometimes. But it's a great list, and we thank you all for consistently listening. All right, Dave, semi-regulars. Here we go. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shout out to the Sooners there. Thank you for listening. Columbus, Georgia. Shout out to Columbus, Georgia. Thank you for listening. 
Orlando, Florida, thank you for listening. Phoenix, Arizona, West Coast Connection there. Thank you for listening. Uh, Auckland, New Zealand, thanks for tuning in again, Mm. New Zealand. Uh, Moscow, Russia, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Hopefully it's warming up there. uh, Hopefully it's June. Hopefully it's getting a little (laughs) bit warmer. Uh, Like I said earlier, special shout-out, Brighton. United Kingdom. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. We had a lot of Arizona in general listens this week. A lot of Arizona nice. folks. Yeah. Richmond, California. Thank you. I always think of Coach Carter when I think of Richmond, California. Oh, uh, yeah. I think of Richmond. Richmond. Yeah. Richmond High. Yep. Yeah. Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to Atlanta Shout back there out. on the semi regulars. Fairfax, Virginia back on the semi regulars. Okay. All right, Dave, it's time. Newcomers. Two newcomers, and both of these newcomers are in the U.S. this time. No international newcomers. Here we go. Seaford, Delaware. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, Delaware. Now, I've been through Delaware, but I got to be honest. I don't know much about Delaware, you know? Nope. So small, man. It's teeny. I've been to Wilmington, Delaware. You've been where to Delaware? Wilmington. Wilmington. I think I've been to Wilmington. It's like right outside of like Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mall of Persia is there, King of Persia Mall. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dave, I don't want to astound you too much, but Seaford, Delaware, it was voted 28th best small town in America. Yeah. Oh. Say what? Yeah, that's right. In my in, in my book, it's like eleventh. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, but it is. <laughs> it is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I moved them up more than half. That's pretty good. There you go. Uh, it I'll originally be used to be. Week. It used to be part of Maryland, Dave. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but in 1763 they moved it into part of Delaware. Man, how teeny did uh, Delaware have to be? If that he was Man, even cut out of it, then to right. he must have been able to like throw a rock across the all of Delaware and like, well, it's this strip <laughs> of land right here. It's basically it. That's all we got. Man, crazy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, Delaware, specifically oh, yeah. Seaford. We appreciate it. Now, uh, one quick thing about Seaford: uh, we only had a couple of listens from Seaford this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. But the population mm-hmm. seven thousand eight hundred and sixty-one. So next week, Seaford, I'm expecting seven thousand eight hundred and sixty-one listens at least. That's a fact. Okay, at True least. That. Okay, next one uh, is our shout out goes to Maricopa, Arizona. Shout out. Oh, yes, America. Now, technically, Dave. Uh, Maricopa is really in the metropolitan of Phoenix, you know, so okay. we, we already gave them a shout out, but, you know, screw it. I wanted to give the south side of Phoenix its props. That's right. So, Maricopa. True. There you go. There you go. Uh, Dave, Maricopa, any guesses how hot it was today in Maricopa? 105. Real close. Real close, Dave. 106. Real oh. close. Yeah, toasty. Dang. Toasty, my friend. That's freaking hot, man. Yeah, yeah. now, uh, a little side note here for you on Maricopa. Uh, I checked out TripAdvisor. What should I do in Maricopa? 
They told mm-hmm. me to go to Hands of Silk Massage. Mm. Oh. Now I'll, I'll be honest. A massage it, right now for this neck. It wouldn't be bad. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, now I checked out some of the reviews, right? And one of the first reviews mm-hmm. for Silk uh, Hands of Silk Massage said, "Great name." Hmm. And I got to be honest. Yeah, I don't know if it's a great name. You know, I mean, it's not a bad name. I'm not telling them it's a bad right. name. But, like, I've never thought of getting a massage and be like, their hands better be super smooth. Like, that's usually sort of a given. Like, yeah, I've, I, they're I all mean, I've only. Up anyways. Yeah, I mean, I've only had two massages, but, like, I've never been like, Jesus, this lady's calluses are out of hand. Ew. God, man. <laughs> she needs to. a bump. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I that that would be bad if that were the case. I, I think that's sort of like I don't know. I think I think it's sort of like a necessity almost, you know. Mm. Anyways, my my problem's always been with pressure more so than the the texture, you know. The lack thereof, but, or too much. Yeah, the lack thereof. I I wasn't getting yeah. enough, you know. I wasn't. Yep, it happens. Well, one of them, to be fair, was uh, when I was working at, at Presbyterian College. They gave uh, they gave uh, free massages to the faculty as like a mm-hmm. reward at the end of the semester. But it was like all yeah. newbies that were still training to get their license. So like, she didn't really. No offense to the lady, if she's listening, I'm sure she is. She didn't really. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't really have her massage hands down yet. I mean. It's pretty weak pressure the whole time. I was like, barely feel you back there, lady. Come on, lay yeah. into it. Give me, give me some heat. Put it down. I'll tell you when it's too much. I promise. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll cry a little bit, and you'll know. <laughs> Stop. Wait, what? It hurts too much. Okay, Dave. We got. Uh, I've got two stories. Two stories. Two uh, uh, carryover stories. Uh, okay. Um, the first one. Uh, Dave, our, this story comes from uh, Channel 7 CBS in uh, South Carolina. Okay. Have you ever been to Dorchester? Dorchester County, I, South Carolina? I haven't. I just say it in a Boston accent because I feel like most people think I, of well, Dorchester. Well, as soon as you said Dorchester, I was like, oh, I mean, I've been to Boston, but I don't know if, like, yeah. if I've actually been in into the Dorchester. Do- Dorchester. But I have not yeah. been in South Carolina. I have not. Okay. Well, you you uh, have you, you have you never been to uh, Charleston, South Carolina? Oh, then I guess I have. <laughs> yeah, you've been. You've probably been close to it because it's not like downtown uh, Charleston. It's outside of Charleston. Okay. It's like one county over. So you may have drove gotcha. through it. Maybe through the Don't highway. Know. Yeah. Anyways, so Dorchester. South Carolina, I dropped the Boston accent uh, because it's South Carolina. Uh, right. R- recently, they had a graduation for their high school, uh, Ashley Ridge mm-hmm. High School. And uh, Ashley Ridge, you know, they didn't want to do a jet ski uh, ceremony, and they didn't want to have yeah. some lame online ceremony. So they did an in-person ceremony, but they wanted to stay sort of safe, you know? So they decided sort of. to do the the spread out, you know, we're going to spread everybody out. So they had more than six feet in between each chair all the way through okay. the football stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, everything was going great, right? Until in the middle of the graduation ceremony, 
the sprinklers came on full blast. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, somebody forgot to turn the sprinkler system off. No one did that. And so it just came a raging and completely ruined the ceremony. I was like, really? You're telling me all the ministration, all the faculty, not like one of them walked out there on the field and was like, Hmm. hey, you know what? All these sprinklers around here. So true. Somebody should check to make sure these are off. Because, like, you know they're not embedded sprinklers. They can't be on a field. So they got a line coming out to them. So you had to, like, walk over them, and nobody was like, hey, are these things turned off? Did anybody turn these off? Like, not a single person. Come on, guys. Hmm. You're in academia. Think about it, guys. Think about it. Here's the other thing about this one, Dave. It was at 7.30 in the morning. Wait, what? What? Hmm. What? Yeah, if I was part of that graduating class, I'd be like, you know what? Screw that. You guys go graduate. I'm not going to get a fake diploma at 7.30 in the morning. Possibly get coronavirus. Pass. That's a fact. I'll send it in the mail. I'll get it then. Thanks. Jeez. Uncalled for. Anyways, okay. Our last story, Dave, is from UPI. And guess what? Okay. It's a world record. Let's go. Yes. Dave, this one lives up to the history of dumb world records on this show. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, darn. Hoping it was a cool one. No, it's not. Dave, have you ever watched America's Got Talent? Yes, of course. Really, I can honestly say I've never watched like more than five minutes of that show. Nope. I might have passed through it well, at one point. You know, time. a couple here and there. You know. Yeah, I've five heard of it. Up. it. It didn't take me long to get the gist of what goes on on the show, but mm-hmm. I haven't really ever watched it. Uh, now, Dave, we are well aware of the man named David Rush, right? David Rush is the guy that has 160 world records that are completely pointless right Weird. yeah yeah he's got he's got the world record we talked about with the the ping pong balls on the head with the shaving cream mm-hmm. that make no sense he's got mm-hmm. uh he now has the world record for fastest to drink a liter of lemon juice um mm. he's got God. the the fastest the the most t-shirts put on in a minute He's got the fastest juggling speed in a minute while standing on a balance board. What? Hmm. Well, Dave, he decided to take these weird records to America's Got Talent. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he went on there, and sadly, they let him on the show. Not really sure why, but they let him on the show. And he decided for his talent, he was going to break the record for the most T-shirts worn and torn in a minute. Word. Oh, interesting. Okay, so he's he's just modifying his world record that he already had. Well, that was just to put him on. Now they're already on, and now he's going to tear off. Yeah. With, uh, I mean, this doesn't within the minute. This doesn't even put them on though. This is starting with them already on and just ripping them off, you know. Oh. So he did break the record, uh which was a record, but obviously mm-hmm. this wasn't a talent. Nope. So they didn't ask him back on the show. 
They didn't vote him on the show again. They were like, that's stupid. We'll see you later, Dave. Um, Good. But but that didn't stop David Rush. No. Nope. No. He went home, and he set another world record with what he was planning on the show getting for their second round. That's right. He let them know what they were going to miss with his sweet talent. What do you think his, his great sweet talent was, Dave? Hmm. Um... He did a eat something with eating. Well, sort of. It was food. It was fruit. He uh, set the record for slicing sixty-five kiwis with a sword while standing on a balance board. Word. Golly, he is desperate, yeah. man. That's right. That's right, Dave. Long after David Rush has left this earth, his children's children's children will talk about how their great grandfather cut fruit with a sword. For a record no one cared about. So true. Yes. Thirsty. I mean, seriously, though, like, having a record is cool if people care about the record. Like, f- like fastest 100-meter dash, right? Or mm-hmm. highest vertical jump. Or mm-hmm. largest vocal singing range. Like, those are things you tell mm-hmm. people and they're like, whoa, that is that is awesome. That is super right. cool. But, like, if nobody cares about the record, it doesn't mean you're the best at that activity. It just means nobody else cares about that record. You're literally the only other person to do it. <laughs> like, if they offered $10,000 to beat that Kiwi record, there'd be 100 people that beat it tomorrow. Like, yes. yeah. There'd be all kinds of people. They're like, oh, crap, I can win $10,000? Yeah. But nobody cares, Dave. Yep. Come on, yep. David Rush. Nobody cares, bro. I'm just saying. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I guess at some point in time, he'll have the record for having the most records, which is, hmm. I guess, that one's pretty cool. That'd be cool. Do you think at some point the Guinness Book of World Records will, like, Stop, Stop. like we'll just yeah we'll we'll just like they'll run out of business or like you know funding or whatever. And yeah, just, I, don't know. I, gu- I mean, an, I an guess artifact. if I guess if Guinness keeps on getting money, you know, I guess I guess they'll keep going with it. They seem to keep getting money, so you know, who knows? Yeah. I guess so. All right, Dave, we gotta hit the uh, we gotta hit the next birthday suit. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, it's pretty confident. This uh, this actually, I I put ninety five on this one as well, and I could have really mm-hmm. put ninety five on the last one. I mean, these last two, I'm almost a hundred percent, but there's uh, still a, a, a case. There's still a you case that you're not gonna get. Yeah. Okay, so born on June seventeenth, nineteen eighty, in Linwood, California. Okay. Our birthday suit wearer was taught tennis. By her dad from an early age. By the age mm-hmm. of seven, her talents in tennis were very noticeable. And by the age mm-hmm. of 10, our birthday suit wearer's family moved to West Palm Beach though that she, so that she and her sister could attend the tennis academy there. She only okay. stayed in the academy for a year, but her junior record was 63-0. and zero. Jeez. Dang. Not a bad record. Impressive. Not a bad record. At age 14, she won her first grand... Sl- or, or, sorry. Age 14, she went professional. And then five mm. years later, she won her first grand slam. Mm. 
Her career record is 811 to 251. She has won 10 single Grand Slams and 14 double Grand Slams, along with four gold medals in tennis. She is considered one of the best of all time, with her sister being considered better than her. Oh, um... Name name that birthday suit wear. I'm assuming we're talking about the Williams... I'm yes. going to say Serena is better than Venus, so I'm going to yes. say it's Venus Williams. Yes, you are correct, sir. All right. Oh, let's go. Venus Williams is correct. Turning the big 4-0, Dave. Dang. 4-0. Is she the older of the two? She is the older of the two. That was the other sort of clue that I felt like I gave you there was that she is older. Uh, I think yeah. I think Serena's thirty six. I think thirty six or thirty seven. Okay. One, but yeah, man, yeah, Venus Williams, forty years old, crazy. So she's 20... gonna be retiring soon. Then she is gonna retire soon. Retired. They they ask her after Coco Williams uh, beat her, mm-hmm. and you could tell that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was really annoying because they were just like, so you thinking uh like quitting now because you lost this and i was just like Girl, come on. dude she just finished the match give her some time at least like hey so right. you're washed up now and you lost you gonna you gonna stop like geez if i was her i'd be like you shut your face i'm leaving this interview right now wait what but she she didn't she didn't do that so anyways hats off to venus she's 40 give it up big 4-0 happy birthday, happy venus. birthday venus All right, Dave, we are going to take a break. We will be right back with Mike Rubin from King Falcon right here on the Doc G Show. Hey, what's up? This is Rock Montana. This is Mucho Yellow. And it's Rockin' Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are joined by the lead guitarist and singer of King Falcon and the Inoculated Canaries, Mr. Mike Rubin. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. So, uh, you're you're a New Yorker, born and raised. Uh, last three months, the, the streets of New York have been empty because of quarantine, and then uh, George Floyd is murdered on May 25th, and you turn... The streets are, are flooded with protesters. I, I, I got a feeling the last three months has to have been uh, very different to uh, what you're used to in New York. Uh, how, what, what's the vibe right now in Queens? No, I think the vibe in Queens is, is probably pretty similar to the vibe anywhere else in America. I think people are very upset right now, and I think people are, are really angry, uh, and I think they're scared about kind of what's going to come tomorrow. You know, you've got, especially in the part where I live, you've got a lot of small businesses and you've got a lot of people who don't know how they're going to be able to pay their employees and pay their rent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've also got a bunch of protests here. So, uh, you know, you just, everybody is is really, really upset with the government right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just, there's a lot of anger and and fear 
I think from everybody. And it's a, it's a, it's a dark time for, for our country and for all of us, I think. Yeah. King Falcon trying to, to spread a little light somewhere in there. Yes! A little bit of, a little bit of a happiness with music for sure. Speaking yeah. And I, I can, I can tell you that actually our, our next project that we're working on is going to absolutely address a lot of the stuff that's going on and kind of where, where we stand amidst all that. So uh, awesome. keep an eye out for that. Yes, definitely. Definitely. We'll get to some, some of the new stuff here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, going back, Back to coronavirus, I heard you say around the start of April, uh, James, the other half of King Falcon, he was he was battling some hardcore symptoms that seemed like coronavirus. So he he got tested and he did in fact have the coronavirus. Oh wow! Uh, so he had a fever and he was sick for two weeks, uh, and he afterward lost his ability to smell yeah yeah i heard yeah that, he, that he, he can't he can't smell anything it's crazy and it's been it's been months now and he still can't smell anything now now has like most of everything else came back for him or yeah he's, he's perfectly fine other than uh you know if uh, if, if he smells a fresh batch of cookies uh, he's got it nothing. does nothing for him because he, he, he can't smell it yeah that's crazy I hope he gets that back. I know. What, That's got to be a downer. What a weird sense to lose. Yeah, it's got to be a downer. I mean, I, I've you know, I, I it's it's so much of your your taste. Yes! Like, I mean, it's it's so involved with everything that you taste when you smell it as well. It goes into that can that whole component of the olfactory system. So, that's got to be it's got to be a downer for him, man. I hope he gets that back soon. That's rough. Uh, yeah, it makes two of us. Yeah, well, now most of the artists that I that I have uh, that come on the show, they're they're uh, they're usually a little bit more seasoned than you as far as being they're they're usually you know thirties, forties, fifties, but you found a different way than they have to stay connected with your fans and listeners. Mm. You know, they've been doing a lot of Facebook Live, a lot of Instagram Live. But King Falcon actually has a has a TikTok dance challenge going on uh, to your song "Shake Shake Shake." Whose idea was it to hit the world with a dance challenge? You know, I think we, we were trying to think about how to get our song out there, and we we kind of took a look around and, and saw that um you know all the TikTok dances were really picking up. So we were like, you know, let's see let's see if we can capitalize on this. And I think uh I think it probably would have done really well if the world wasn't completely <laughs> distracted with something a lot more important than than TikTok dances right now. But but if anybody has some spare time, uh, absolutely feel free to go ahead and <laughs> give it a try. <laughs> now now you yourself do you use TikTok a lot or no? Hmm. Um I mean, I'm like, I feel like I'm too busy to use TikTok even now during <laughs> quarantine. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty busy guy. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I browse TikTok. I, uh, I, I try to keep up to date on the trends. You know, yeah. uh, my, my girlfriend likes TikTok a lot. So she definitely uh, keeps me up to date on stuff. Nice. So got to Got to stay in there. Got to stay in there. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's talk music. Um, you've been you've been making music for a long time. You started the Inoculated Canaries when you were thirteen, jeez, which is yeah, which is insane. I mean, jeez, I couldn't I couldn't play anything when I was thirteen. I was in the band, but I was horrible at oh. percussion. I was there, but I couldn't I couldn't have definitely made a band at thirteen. That's insane. But you're uh, well, you're, listen, we've we've absolutely come a long way since then. It's it's been almost ten years. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're from Queens, uh, home of Run DMC, uh, right across the East River from the birthplace of hip hop, Boogie Down Bronx. Yes! How did you not get into hip hop? How did you sort of move 
to the uh, rock scene? What got you interested in rock initially? So um, I could say that definitely growing up, all of my friends were super into hip hop. Yeah. Um, but but my my dad is really kind of the person who I get a lot of my musical taste from. Got it. And my dad was a, a uh, religious fan of the, the classic rock bands, you know, Zeppelin, Floyd, Steely Dan, like all those big names yeah. from Deep Purple, you know, so I kind of grew up listening to that. Uh, and then I was a student at School of Rock for a while, you know, nice. you know, the, the, the music. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and my, so my family actually, after I graduated uh, or, you know, whatever you call it from School of Rock, my, my family actually started a School of Rock of their own. They've actually got three. So Very cool. rock and roll's kind of been in the family for my whole life. You know, yeah. uh, I, my, my dad likes to tell everybody that, that, um, uh, Achilles last stand is the first song that I heard upon exiting the womb. <laughs> so, which is, I mean, that's listen, if you're going to, if you're going to pick anything, Achilles last stand is that's, that's not a light one. You know, that's a full, oh, that's yeah. like an eight minute track, you know? Oh yeah. Um, well, but yeah, it's just kind of my whole life. I've been super into rock and roll and then definitely in the last, like, four or five years i've gotten into into a lot a lot more modern stuff you know i started yeah. listening to tame impala um yeah. black keys you know cage the elephant um uh mild high club there are small ones just just everybody kind of going on in the alt rock scene and it's what i love about alt rock is it's like the logical continuation of where those original bands started yeah. you know how can we take all of the cool rock riffs from the 70s and just adapt them for today and i think that's that's what we're still trying to figure out and that's what everybody's trying to figure out but that's what's so cool about alt rock so for sure for sure well i i uh fun fact about achilles last stand uh the first radio station that i worked at was uh the university of miami's radio station and i got suspended for playing uh achilles last stand because they were <laughs> because they were so against popular music so true like they they oh my god and and so they had this rule that if you played anything that had been like on the billboard charts and i forget the exact you know what their criteria was but it was like in the past 40 years if it's been on the billboard charts you're not allowed to play it during these set times and i played it thinking this is a pretty deep cut of Zeppelin. They, uh, no, nope. I got suspended for it. So yeah. Nah, I, you know I think Zeppelin. Zeppelin is one of those bands, and I've talked about this before. They really don't have any deep cuts because just about every single song, except for the entire album of Coda, was really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it is. I mean, it is true. Me and my brother were just talking about that uh, this this past weekend because I, I was reading these things on Zeppelin and uh, and it was talking about how like your your deep Zeppelin fans can't say that four Zeppelin four is their favorite album because that's too cliche no it's like, it's like Pink Floyd the wall yeah exactly it's the same thing exactly but then or, I or never mind by Nirvana like okay yeah the, the easy one yeah sure. I well and I started looking at it I was like which which one would could beat it and the only I I, I came up with two. Zeppelin 2, and I was like, ah, it's got some good ones on there, man. A whole lot of love. It's got what is uh, what is, and should never be. I mean, there's there's some good ones on 2. See, for me, I, I would say Led Zeppelin 3 because I think Led Zeppelin 3 was so interesting because most of that album is acoustic. Yeah. yeah. And when you think of Led Zeppelin, you think of, like, dudes in tight leather pants with Marshall stacks 12 feet Hard high rock, yeah. being loud and larger than God. And then you, you, you think you, you listen to Let's Up on three and you're like, wow, this is a folk band. And then they hit you with since I've been loving you out of nowhere. And you're yeah. like, Oh my God. And then they're back to like talking about the world and, and, 
peace and love and yeah. things like that. And you're like, wow, what is, how, look how dynamic this band is. So I love, I love Led Zeppelin 3 because it just shows um, just how talented they are as musicians and, and kind of the width of stuff that they can cover. Well, and it's super impressive too because they can rock hard with folk. That's a fact. You know, like, I mean, with Gallo's yeah. pole, you're like, Jesus, this is, this is hard oh, hitting. Oh my God. You know, like, and it's such a good song. So yeah, I could, I could definitely get down on three. I mean, really... Up to Houses of the Holy, it's like you said, there's not a song that you don't go through on each album. You're just like, these are these are awesome. Every single one. It's a, it's a jam, man. So good. You uh, know, that's why they're arguably the greatest rock band of all time. It's it it, it definitely it's it's hard to to put up somebody else against them for sure, for sure. So Anyways, one more question about Queens. I've, I've had a couple of uh, uh, bands from Queens. I think most recently was uh, a Hollis Brown um, I had on the show from Queens. And Mike, their lead singer, uh, he told me where I should eat when I come to Queens. Uh, he gave me a restaurant where I should eat. Now, I'm going to ask you the same thing. If I come to Queens and you've got one restaurant to take me to what's the one that you you go to the most that's your favorite hmm. so there's a there's a sandwich place that i'm sure everybody's heard of it's called cherry valley mm. i don't know if you've ever heard of it but mm. but cherry valley has been open 24 hours a day seven days a week uh with you know probably not during the the, the quarantine no, but apart from the quarantine every single day 24 hours a day for as long as i've been alive plus man um I- and they make the absolute most disgustingly good sandwiches that you could possibly get. You got to go there and you get a TCS, which is a chicken cutlet with cheese and gravy on oh. on a roll. Oh wow! Delicious. Wow. Yeah, and you got to go there at like two o'clock in the morning, and you'll be waiting on a line around the corner. <laughs> that sounds insanely good, yes! man. Man, I do. I want that now, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. And you came in there with gusto. I like it. Some people are just like, eh, I don't know. I don't really. Listen, that, that's the local watering hole. I support them, man. They've, they've been feeding me ever since I was a little kid. I used to get lunch there every day when I was in school. Nice, man. That's, nice. Why, I was, that's why I was a fat little kid. You know, I had, <laughs> I had a gut from, from all them than chicken cutlets and gravy. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, I sympathize. I was uh, was somewhat like yourself there. Um, now, earlier, let's back to music. You started inocul- Inoculated Canaries, like I said, at 13, and you guys wanted to... That classic rock that your dad sort of instilled in you was there. Like, when you started it, that's what you wanted to do was really classic rock. Now, combined... Dylan, James, Brian, what were your your guys' collective biggest influences when you started that band? So, so Dylan, James, and Brian joined a little bit later. So, so James and I actually, um, James is the. So, I started the band with with a, with a couple other guys, mm. and we recorded the first EP, which is only three songs. Yeah. And then that band kind of broke up, but I kept the name. And then I found James. Uh-huh. And then after James, I found the other guys. So, got it. Um, once we kind of all got together. Um, uh, it, it's it's weird. So I, I come from uh, the background, obviously, of Pink Floyd, Zeppelin, all, all those yeah. all those classics. James, our drummer, is he? Until I met him, he had not heard Stairway to Heaven, and that's not a joke. Wow! So he doesn't give one crap about that at all. He <laughs> is super into punk rock, super into ska. So mm. for him, it's Green Day, it's Sublime, it's Streetlight Manifesto, and it's Blink One Eighty Two. Mm. Those are his gods. You know, he, that's where he comes from. Yeah. Dylan, 
uh, is similar in that sense, and Brian is a little similar in that sense too. But Dylan was um, before he joined us, he was in a jazz band playing mm. upright bass. Oh wow! So yeah, so we grabbed him out of that that little jazz trio that he was in, uh, and Brian, the keyboard player, um, he, he's a music theater guy. So he it, right now, well, not right now because of the the quarantine, but before the quarantine, he was doing a tour with with Mama Mia. You know, he's doing wow. all all that kind of theory stuff. So yeah. he is like this whiz kid knows everything about theory like super um prestigious musician uh perfect pitch kind of guy yeah and all of us kind of come together to do this like um i don't know like weird rowdy rock and roll thing but it's rowdy rock and roll with guys who are like you know uh anal about music you know <laughs> yeah so it's like it's like imagine if you took um guys who would write prog rock but instead of writing prog rock they write pop rock nice. and that that's what that band was nice uh, still is yeah so you guys you you've you've had that for almost a decade uh and you you start thinking like you said as far as your influences you start going little alt rock you start going a little pop in there and you start thinking about this as far as uh, taking a new band or getting a whole new band experience. Um, what really sort of made you and James decide, you know what, we're going to just start King Falcon, and we don't really need two other people in this band. We're just going to go us two. Because I know it was more of a time thing for Dylan and Brian that couldn't really do it. But what made you decide, you know what, we don't need to have a four-piece. We can go two. You know, I think it was, was just one of those things where we were like, we don't really want to go find two other new people anyway. And James and I are not the first to start a duo. And if other people yeah. can do it, we can do it. Yeah. So we were like, this makes everybody's life easier if we do it. And uh, everybody asks if there's hard feelings. There's no at all. I mean, we still, uh, we rehearse with the Canaries every single week and we still have shows and stuff. We were supposed to go play South by Southwest. Yeah. So. You know, it's it's still a band that exists, and it's just it's just two projects, and sure. and they're two completely different projects. You know, the Canaries was meant to be a throwback rock band. You know, nothing digital, um, no tracks. It's just guys playing rock and roll, and it's loud and it's rowdy, and it, it's it's about musicianship, and it's just it, it's a different project. Mm -hmm. And and the music wasn't supposed to be necessarily like we don't really think about if stuff could fit on the radio or not, you know, if we're feeling like writing a six minute song that's got two guitar solos in it, you know, like screw it. We're going to do it. Yeah. But King Falcon is a different project because it's, it, it's geared at a different audience. You know, it's still us. We still sound like us. I, I write songs the way I write them. My voice sounds like what it sounds like. The guitar sounds like what it sounds like. Um, but the end product is, okay, how can we take our initial, um, uh, reflex with songwriting and how can we adapt that for, Alt Nation. Yeah. You know, how can we adapt that for people who like Tame Impala? You know, it, yeah. it, it's a different mindset, but at, at the heart of it, it's 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 loud guitar. Yeah. You know, that's 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 what carries everything together. For sure. Now, now you you mentioned a couple times uh, that one of your favorite groups right now is Tame Impala. Uh, what do you like so much about Kevin's work? What what draws you into it? Hmm. Ah, it's just um. If, as a musician listening to it, there are so many little nuggets that he puts in there where you're like, oh my God, you know, that little melodic section was absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. And 
it, but but it's also surface level catchy enough where if it's a song and you're just driving down the road listening to it, you, you could sing along. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, so it, it it's got this sort of depth where you can listen to it at any attention yeah. level, and no matter how deep you look, you'll always find new things, and that's what I love about music. Again, that's what I loved about Pink Floyd mm-hmm. is that you know you, you listen to some of their hits and you're like you're singing along and you know like everybody knows um um comfortably numb everybody knows uh, another brick in the wall part two but then you listen to that whole album and you listen to all the little nuances of the music and it's just so rich yeah and i feel like tame apollo is the same way and also he has such a unique sound mm-hmm. um and it's just the production's great uh i i, I listen i could go on all day about him <laughs> i think he's he's very very talented and i would love to meet him one day nice. I, I think he would be the one person who i've met and I'm, i might actually crap my pants freak out freak out to the to the fullest degree i, I understand i understand for sure he's definitely crazy talented yes! well uh about king falcon i've heard from you several times that you and james are sort of oil and water uh he's he's obsessive compulsive uh retentive guy and your fly by the seat of your pants guy um yeah make no mistake i hate james and james (laughs) also hates me and we have been at odds with each other for as long as we've known each other however uh, we've worked together so long that we can kind of predict what the other person is going to do before they do it. <laughs> it's it, it's a it's a business relationship, and it's and it's perfect that way. But again, like uh, you know, he he's like a brother to me. But uh, I, I hate him so much, though he drives me nuts. <laughs> now, uh, since since you since he joined Inoculated Canaries, how many off? out fights have you had with james hmm. oh, every every day <laughs> i don't know I, every time i talk to james i'm always like come on dude just like just pull your head out of your ass for one second and, <laughs> and, and let's figure this out <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i know the types i know the types. so uh you and james decide after you've you've decide on this king falcon experience uh you almost immediately you get some time scheduled for recording in la uh, with the production team heavy, and you fly out there last December to record Shake, 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 um, which, while you're flying out there, you hadn't actually written anything at that time. Um, no, but I told James that I did. <laughs> oh, come on! Just, so we were on the plane, and he was like, dude, do you have, do you have like, an idea? Do you have, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got a song charted out. I got a couple of riffs. Uh, we got to the hotel, mm-hmm. and... Um, James was like, "All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go scout some coffee or something. You want to come?" And I was like, "Nah, I'll hang out." So he went, and as he was gone, I was messing around with wrists because I knew when he came <laughs> back, he was gonna ask. He was gonna ask me if I had anything. Uh, and then anything that I ended up coming up with in that hotel room, we, we didn't end up using anyway. But it was enough to <laughs> make him believe that I actually prepared for this. Oh, good, <laughs> good. At least you could fake it. That's good. Yeah. Uh, now, was <laughs> that was that your first time in L.A.? Yes, it was my first time in L.A. Uh, and frankly. Listen, you know, New Yorkers are the most vain of yeah. any people from any state in the country. They love <laughs> New York. I love New York. However, L.A. might be my favorite place in the whole world. And nice. one day when I have a surplus of money, I would love to live there. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you do have to have some. Well, I mean, it's not like you don't have to have money to live in New York, too. You got to have money. You got to have money in both those cities. But L.A. definitely. 
definitely no, needs but, cash. No, but, but something, something feels a little bit more artistic about, like, slumming it in a closet in Brooklyn, yeah. you know? Yeah, for uh, sure. Like, that, something about that just feels right to me. If I go to L.A., man, I, I want to have one of those houses in Hollywood Hills where I've got, like, a big pool and I'm on the side of the mountain, you it's, know? Like, yeah. I, I want to be, be able to, like, live in L.A., you know? It's, it's, hard, it's hard to imagine slumming it in L.A., even though it definitely happens <laughs> yeah. a lot. It's just hard to see it. Sure. Um, now... Next time you're out there, you guys got to hook up with friends of the show, Them Evils. That's those guys, those guys know how to party. They're 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 yeah, LA absolutely. Fellas. They know how to they know how to, to take it down. They are uh, talk about censoring. They broke our record the last time they were on the show. I man, it, we had to go back. It was like 50 times used in a 10 minute interview. It was it was nuts. But they they have a good time. Um, <laughs> Now, now, when you uh, you know went into this production, Jordan and Jason of Heavy, how did you you know how did that fit with your sound, and how did you work with those guys as far as getting Shake Shake Shake? Well, you know, any any time we work with a producer, I think we like to kind of pretend for a little while that they're members of the band. Yeah, you know, so we just we just kind of sit around and we bounce ideas off each other and we're jamming on stuff, and I think everything just sort of you know, naturally happened that way. You know, I, I came up with that riff uh, that you hear at the beginning of Shake, mm -hmm. uh, and then it, that became a vocal line, and then we just kind of expanded it from there. I mean, it was really, it was really fluid, and it was really just everybody working together, and that's kind of that's kind of how we like to be with producers. You know, sometimes you, you hear stories about artists where they fight the producer and they're like no i want things my way and i, I want to do this way or you hear stories on the other side of where a producer kind of squashes an artist and just says well we're going to sound like all the things that i produce and you're just going to be one of those things and i i think we've been fortunate where all of the music that we recorded kind of hasn't been like that it's really just been like um very much like how the chili peppers operate you know nice. where it seems like every couple of years they get a new member of the band and yeah. then their sound kind of is still the Chili Peppers, but changes by that new member of the band that they have, you yeah. know? Like yeah. when, when Josh Klinghoffer joined after John Frusciante, the, the sound was different. I, I feel like we kind of work the same way with producers, where we just try to give them a little bit of us and take a little bit from them. This way, the music that we make is kind of always fresh. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Well, they, they there was a problem with that producing team. They, they didn't tell you that you needed to bring your drum gear and you needed to so have that was it. not that was not their fault. I wanna I wanna just make oh, that okay. clear. Uh, okay. they, they, so yeah, that, uh, definitely nothing. They, they're just producers, and they didn't know that uh, as uh, as much as we did. We had another guy who kind of was responsible for setting up. Oh, so the, somebody else. Uh, the real, uh, yeah, listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna out him, but he knows <laughs> who he is, and uh, he he apologized profusely. It's all right. Um, but we no the night before we were supposed to record, um, you know, we're we're trying to make sure that we have all the gear, and we find out that there's no drum set and no engineer. What? So we scour all of anybody who knows a guy who knows a guy who might have a drum set in L.A. Yeah. and we piece together like this this piecemeal kit with you know like symbols from one guy and you know a kit from another. Uh, and then basically, James just decided, screw it. I'm going to engineer it myself, and we're going to see how that goes. And, and that's exactly what happens. So, huh. <laughs> talented enough for a, a good product to come out. So that's 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 worth it, man. That's worth it for sure. Yeah, you know when I when I say that James is the yin to my yang, I really mean it because I, I've kind of always been the one that's a little bit more on the artistic side. I'm a little bit more. I've got my head in the clouds with, with kind of stuff, and yeah. I, I think that James's strength is. Uh, Again, because he's very much a 
plan things before guy. He's a worry about the minutia kind of guy. He loves the studio. He loves playing with wires and, you know, moving microphones like a quarter of an inch to the left because they sound better. So yeah. he's the perfect guy for that, you know? Good. Nice. Well, and you now now you know. Now you're well aware if you ever need a, an engineer in a pinch, he's there. He's always there. Um, yeah, it's true. So now since you recorded Shake, 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 you came back to New York. You've recorded several other tracks. How many King Falcon tracks do you have ready to roll right now? So including Shake, there are five total. Nice. Uh, and, and those are mixed, mastered, done, ready to go. We just we have to make videos for them. Nice. Uh, and we have two more that are written but are not recorded yet. So we've got plenty of music coming, uh, and we've got plenty of stuff to release stuff regularly for the rest of the year. Our only holdup right now is um, whether or not we're going to be able to film a video. But we have plans to release something end of August, beginning of September. Okay. Uh, and actually what's, what's really exciting is that we're going to be releasing – both a song for the Inoculated Canaries and King Falcon kind of around the same time. Very so, nice. All, all, anybody who's a fan of, of us is going to have twice as much stuff to listen to. Very nice. Very nice. Well, now, the, the, the song that you mentioned earlier in the interview sort of uh, with your thoughts on, on sort of the situation of the, the country and everything else, is that one of the ones that hasn't been mastered yet, that hasn't been finished, or is it one of already the, the mastered tracks there? No, that, that one's ready to go. And, nice. and we've actually, so we've got something both from the Canaries and from King Falcon yeah. about the situation, just from, from slightly different viewpoints. One yeah. is a little bit more about, you know, directly at the top of our government, you know, what's, what's going on and kind of how everybody's feeling because of that. Mm -hmm. I, I, won't, I won't give anything away. <laughs> uh, you got to just see the video when it comes out. And then another one is sort of just kind of a reflection on how the hell we got here. Yeah. You know, how things strayed so far mm -hmm. and people got pushed to the absolute point where you know madness has broken out and we've seen an absolute devolvement of you know everyday life yeah so just just one is a little bit more reflective on how we got here and one is a little bit more i think reflective of how people are feeling now that we're here got it got it man well i found this pretty crazy you and james um, your first concert together as King Falcon was supposed to be April 1st, but you couldn't do it because of the pandemic. So even though you guys have played a lot of gigs as the Inoculated Canaries, you've never played a live gig as King Falcon. Um, no, is that, we haven't. And, you know, and we've only actually had three rehearsals. So, so is that really as, just sort of King building up in you? <laughs> like we gotta, we gotta start playing, man. I gotta, I gotta play. Yeah, you know, especially because, you know, we plan on playing our unreleased music live. Yeah. And I'm, I think this might be natural of, of most artists, but I, as we recorded each song following the last one, I got more and more excited about it. So I was really, really excited about Shake, but I'm even more excited about the song that we recorded four songs later. You know, yeah. and I really just want everybody to hear it already. So for, for us, shows are a chance to kind of, you know, show all of our fans, hey, look, this is what we have coming out for you soon, and you guys get it before everybody else, and, and we're super excited about it, we want you to hear it. So, for sure. you know, that that's the thing that I'm kind of itching. Like, we've, we've got one song uh, called Time to Fly, yeah. um, which uh, means nothing to you now because you haven't heard it yet, but <laughs> I, I, I've heard it plenty because I've listened to the mix a thousand times, yeah. and that's one that I, of the five songs, that, that one is my absolute favorite. It's nice. about... um. It's about space. It's about Apollo 11. It's nice. about, you know, the, the, the SpaceX rocket that kind of just, you know, it's just like a bunch of things like that. And uh, th that's one that I'm super excited about. But nobody gets to hear it until uh, eventually because <laughs> of the situation. So, 
it's uh, it's a little bit frustrating because we want to get our stuff that we made out there because we're proud of it and yeah, we want people sure. to hear it. For sure. Well, since you've only got you and James, uh, what what are you sort of planning on? Uh, for the gigs to get the full sort of King Falcon experience, how how are you planning on sort of, you know, filling the room with those two people? Sure. So um, we're doing the opposite of what we do with the Canaries. Uh, we are using backing tracks for nice. King Falcon. And again, for us, um, you know, it's important that the vocals are live. It's important that the guitar is live, and it's important that the drums are live. Yeah. And if we had more guys on stage, we would obviously do everything live. But you know, we can only do one thing at a time For between sure. the two of us. So we're, we're going to use backing tracks to fill out the, 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 the rest of the sound. But for us, you know, it's, it's, it's been a little bit of a, of an interesting challenge actually, because we never play with backing tracks. Yeah. You know, we always play, we spent the last 10 years just like playing live where half of our shows improvise. Yeah. So for us playing things, um, you know, uh, like we're on, we're on a click track now, which has been super great where, you know, we're playing with the backing tracks now. It, it's just, it's a, it's a little bit of a different approach because it's a little bit more about mastering one thing and then kind of being able to replicate it as opposed to every single show is like a unique little snowflake where the guitar solo might be two minutes today, but it might be six minutes tomorrow, you know? For sure. For sure. Well, uh, last question. Uh, do you guys plan? So, so I mean, you know, you've you've had time to now set on this a little bit, and you got these these songs. Are you guys planning on making a full album, or is this sort of uh, we're gonna let the the singles drop and see where that takes hmm. us? So, in my heart, I I as an artist, I would love to put out an album because I'm the kind of guy who likes to, you know put on headphones and listen to something for 45 minutes beginning to end and just not be interrupted in the middle. Yeah. However, that's kind of not the climate of the market right now. That's true. Um, so I think if, until we kind of get to a point where, you know, people kind of know who we are and people would take the time to sit down and just listen to stuff that we make for 45 minutes, oh, yeah. I, I don't think that we can afford to just put out a whole album. Yeah. So uh, until we kind of hit a breaking point where I feel like we kind of have the clout to put out a full album, I think I think we'll just be putting out singles. And it's it's not because I, I don't believe in an album, and it's not because I don't think we can make one. It's purely just because I think people have a short attention span, and we we have to try to grab as much of it as we can. It's true. It, it's de it's definitely true. You don't see as you know, like you said, most artists don't have the the opportunity or just sort of the, uh, the, 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 the base of listeners to, to be able to, to take the, uh, great option of doing an album. It's, you got to throw content out there. You got to give them, you got to give them the songs when you can while it's hot for sure. Mike, we are up against a break, man, but I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. Oh man, thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a listen right now to Shake, Shake, Shake. But make sure to check out King Falcon on Instagram, King Falcon Band at King Falcon Band, and also on their website, King Falcon KingFalconBand.com. We will be right back after Shake, 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 right here on the Doc G Show.
empty room Heartbreakers got nothing to lose She never says goodbye Always leaves this behind Can't get it out of my head Red lipstick on the Here on the Doc G Show, you just heard Shake, Shake, Shake by King Falcon. And before that, of course, you heard Mike Rubin of King Falcon talking with me there. Fantastic, fantastic interview, Dave, I'll yes, tell sir. you. Thank you, Mike. I'll, cher- I'll tell you, that that Cherry that cherry Valley, yikes. Man. Yikes. Dang, I am hungry. I am ready to add that to our list. So well, true. I mean, it, good news. It's right on our way. I mean, we don't really have to. Exactly. We don't really have to change anything. Fear cause, off. Because nope. yeah, we were already going to Queens for for Mike from uh, from uh, Hollis Brown's suggestion. So, so true. We were oh, already yeah, there. That's right. So we get we got it. And then then we head up. We go to Rhode Island because me and you have never really been there. And then we go see the old fat lesbians in Maine. So there you go. There Sweet. Go. There it is. Round trip. Now we have of course got a lot of things below that, but. We'll work out the details. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. And shout out to James. Shout I hope out. you get your taste back soon. That sucks, man. Uh, that man. Is good. For any of those folks out there that don't think the coronavirus is a real deal, there you go. If you want a 103 fever and coughing for weeks on weeks and then no taste for two months, that's what you get. That's what you get, Man. and that, and that's, and that's a good scenario. That's that's a better scenario than a lot of people. So it's a serious deal for anybody that thinks the pandemic is over. Not good, but good in scenario for King Falcon. They're still able to play. They're still ready to get out there, and they're getting ready to release some new singles. So good stuff. Thanks again, King Falcon, for coming on the show, Dave. Are you Sorry, ready? Thank you. For the third and final birthday suit. Of course, buddy. Okay, okay. Uh we uh I, I like I told you, I was going to give this 95. I'm actually going to give it 98 because I'm more confident in this one. So, there you go. Okay. 
Okay, here we go. You're, Born- allowed, you're allowed to readjust. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it was a game day decision, game time decision. Um, born on June 17th, 1994 in Miami, Florida. Our birthday suit wearer loved sports from a young age, playing basketball, running track, but his favorite mm-hmm. sport was football. He ended up going to the Miami High School football powerhouse, Northwestern. His, he teamed up with Teddy Bridgewater in high school, basically being unstoppable. Okay. He was first-team All-American and had 722 yards and six touchdowns. He was a four-star prospect coming out of high school and decided to go to Alabama. He won a championship his freshman year and was finalist for the Heisman his junior year. He declared for the oh, NFL. Amari Cooper. Amari uh, Cooper is correct. Yes, indeed. He went to the NFL draft in 2015, was selected fourth overall by the Oakland Raiders. 2018, he was traded to the Dallas Cowboys. Since being in the NFL, he has been a four-time Pro Bowler, only missing his 2017 year in the NFL. Mr. Amari Cooper. There we go. Happy birthday, Amari. Turn to the big 2-6. Two 2-6 six. Two six for Amari. Uh, I mean, he's pretty much Baller. just... He pretty much, like, he actually, when you look at it, when I was looking at it, he actually came out, like, a little underrated in high school. You know? Like, I mean, he was only yeah, four a... four stars, like... <laughs> yeah, like, he was a four-star... I think, I think people gave Teddy Bridgewater more credit... And they also thought that that sure. team was great because he was such a good runner as well. So they were like, "Yeah, he's just a receiver mm-hmm. for that great guy," you know. But then he got, to, yeah, yeah. Then he got to Alabama and watch out, watch out. Who's never really known for their quarterbacks, just more like game managers. Yeah, I think I think we'll see. What was that time? They had an AJ McCarron at that time. I think I think that was it. Maybe maybe it's Greg McElroy. Not sure. One of the two. It was McCarron. Yeah, yeah. McCarron. AJ McCarron. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he was a good quarterback. Like, everybody called him a, a game manager, but I feel like that was a little bit more because it's Nick Saban, and he doesn't well, really... Just, yeah, it's what everything you have around you, and they it's run a, the ball. It's a system. Throw, so. You don't you don't screw with the system, or Nick Saban will chew your head off, you know? So that's, true. That's yeah, more of the scenario. Anyways, Amari, living it up, being a cowboy now. Happy birthday, Amari. Live it up. Live it up, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, Dave. It's time to tell you about the fantastic shows. Oh, my goodness. Yes, sir. The shows. Word. My goodness, tell the shows. Tell me about them. Let me run down the shows. So, first, I already told you about this Sunday, the inaugural Sunday Fun Day. We've got Quaker City Nighthawks coming on the show. Such a good band from the Fort Worth area of Texas. Man, they've got some jams. I can't even get into it. They've got so many jams. Uh, then, we've, uh, and also, side note on that, them evils that we've had on the show before, their, uh, their uh, lead singer and guitarist, uh, Jordan, big fan of the Quaker City Nighthawks. We talked about it a little bit. Um, nice, nice. Along with that, on uh, next week, we've got Fever Moon coming on the show. Our Moon Fever. Put it backwards. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, moon Fever coming on the show. Going to be fantastic. 
Then we've got them evils that I was just talking about. We got them on the next Sunday fun day. Sweet. Then we've got Little Hurt, former lead singer of the Mowgli's. Say what? Big million times, you know, platinum uh, group, the Mowgli's. We've got their former lead singer, Little Hurt. Can't wait to to talk to him, Colin Deedon. It's going to be a good time. Then nice. I got a recommendation from... Uh, them evils that I asked them what the craziest band they have ever toured with was, and they said, uh, The Wild. Word. And I was like, The Wild. Mm. And so I, you know, I got excited. And I was like, If they're that crazy, I got to have them on the show. And so I reached out. We got The Wild coming on the show. Very excited about The Wild. Crazy, boy. crazy group from Canada. They're going to come in. They're gonna they're gonna rock with us. They're gonna talk to us. Dylan, their lead singer uh, and producer, it's gonna be good stuff. Uh, then also, the Devil Makes Three, a fantastic band, been around forever. Great band. They're gonna come on. We're gonna talk to them. So many shows, so many shows. I can't Jeez. wait. Exactly. Busy. That's right. But. Until next week, we're going to have to zip it up. Well, really, until Sunday, we're going to have to zip it up. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the stuff I said at the beginning of the show. Dave, Burles, Berlin. Stay safe, guys. We'll see you next week. Woo! Stay safe. That is key, guys. Stay safe. It's still out there. That virus is still out there. Watch out. Watch out. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Pro tip, don't go to the bars. Don't go to the bars. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Do that kind of stuff. It's smart. It's a good idea. Until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah. Thank you.